man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. Cody, can I get a Hail Southern? Hail Southern. That's right, baby. Georgia Southern goes into Lincoln, Nebraska and shucks some Cornhuskers, baby. Just the second P5 win ever for Georgia Southern. Um, first as the FBS program, uh, you know, going back to 2013 as uh, when we drained the uh, swamp. But uh, 45 to 42, um, I was lucky enough to be there, Cody, um, making the drive over from Colorado. Um, electric atmosphere. What a football game. It was a fantastic football game. Um just as a fan, that was a great football game to watch. Um, luckily, we were on the winning side of it, which makes it all the the, the better. Um, shout out to the fans that were there. I don't know if you know this or not, if you've caught a replay of the game yet, but on that last drive, we could hear y'all yelling one more time. One on more TV. time. It was yeah. uh, honestly, it was moving, man. Like, yeah, I, I was right there in the heart of uh, the visitor section, and uh, also, you know, shout out to Nebraska. I mean, uh, again, electric atmosphere. Certainly quiet at times there, as it was a back and forth game. You know, for for the majority of the first three quarters, um, but uh, you know, there at the, at the end of the third quarter, uh, and pretty much the entire fourth quarter, um, just I mean, loud, loud environment. Um, I've you know, I was at LSU. I was at Auburn. Um, obviously, those were blowout losses for us. Um, I was there in 2013 against Florida, um, but th- this was by far the most electric environment um, I've been at. Uh, visitor sections, great seats. I mean, great sight lines. We were right there kind of on top of the action uh, for the eight-yard scamper for Cal- quarterback Calvin Treese um, with the game winner. Um, and then, you know, obviously opposite side of the field for the missed field goal. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it like the the fans were in it and uh, they made you know for the couple thousand that that uh, made it or whatever it was a couple hundred that made it um they definitely made themselves um or we made ourselves uh, hurt for sure yeah that was great it was fantastic man that was a victory Woo! It was a victory. I mean, man, like it's so emotional. I don't know if I could have handled it. I like, <laughs> I mean, you know, again, I, I, I've been there for the, the, the blowout losses. Um, those are, you know, they're still tough to swallow, but I guess easier to like digest. Right. Because like it's, yeah. it's over pretty early on. Well, um, I think and, what, yeah. what kind of blows my mind and sorry to cut you off there is that you said the first P five as a FBS school. And we had three really great shots under Willie Fritz to, to, yes. to nail that. And it was heartache for each of those. You know, you look at NC State, you had the fumble at the one-yard line. You had the Jacoby Brissett drive at the end of the game that they win. Tech, we all know what happened there. And then, of course, the UGA meltdown. Or not meltdown, but just the just the just that game was in our hands and we just let it literally slip out. But not only just Fritz, right? I mean, you, yeah. we were, uh, you and I both were at the Ole Miss game. I mean, Ole obviously Miss. not as close as those other three, but um, that was under Tyson Summers. Kick, exactly. Like. Yep. Yep. And then, and then, of course, Lunsford, right? Minnesota, um, Minnesota. comes to now, mind. That so, one like, was a yeah. 
Yeah, we we've said so many times on this podcast that elusive P five victory and like it. Of, of course, we've had a bad string of luck. I mean, there's no uh, um, way around it. I mean, again, I, I mentioned LSU. You know, we go in and, and play them, um, and you know, <laughs> who yeah. knew that uh, the quarterback we were going to play against and, and Joe Burrow was going to have the uh, probably arguably the best season ever um, for a college football quarterback. Um, and and yeah, we've just had a bad string of luck. We knew this game was winnable, Cody. We just didn't know if the timing was right right just second game with this yep. new offense second game with this new coaching staff second game uh with this new quarterback and man did they show up and out uh you know coming in composed we didn't know how they were going to take to the road um that's you know that was kind of our biggest question going into this one um because obviously we haven't uh performed well on the road uh, in the chad lunsford era um we haven't cut you know showed up prepared um and we went into that stadium eighty six thousand strong it did not phase us one bit um we looked like we belonged there and we came away with a win we did, and to me, there were a lot of key points in that game that really um, was turning, or yeah, like were turning points, or were moments in which, if things were handled differently, we, the game probably does get out of control, and we end up losing. Um, the first one I think is we go up fourteen seven. Uh, the game is tied fourteen fourteen, and no, yeah, yeah, fourteen forty, and we lose. We throw the first interception. Yep. Right, throw the first interception, and Nebraska gets it, comes down, and scores, and they're up twenty-one fourteen. And I don't know if you could see the our sideline from where y'all were sitting at, but it looked like Coach Helton was verbally kind of getting the defense back up. Like I, it's a, it, this is going to be one of those games in which you cannot lose faith. You can, it's going to be tough. We're going to give up points, but we're going to get our points. And to hit, see him rallying the defense right there. Um, was huge. And then on top of that, for our offense to come right back down and immediately answer and tie it up, to yep. say, hey, we're not going anywhere, was huge. I mean, it, it looked like, because I think in the past, that would have been a moment, that interception would have been like an, oh, man, the wind would have been out of our sails and the game would have got away. But both sides of the ball, even though it was rougher on the defensive side, for sure, both sides played their hearts out and never gave up and never yeah. gave up one bit. For sure. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, credit to the defense. I mean, obviously you look at, uh, you know, a, a, a game like this, a shootout for, you know, 45-42, you think, oh, there was, there was no defense. But, I mean, we – they had to still take the field. They still had to respond. Yeah, they didn't win the turnover uh, t- turnover battle. Um, uh, we turned it over uh, two times, both interceptions. Um, obviously, some questionable, you know, calls and some replays there late in the game. Um, but you know, the, the stat line stays. Uh, Nebraska, you know, they, um, you know, they uh, even on that. Um, ensuing kickoff after we take the lead we think it's over there not even going to get down to the field goal situation where um they do fumble the ball um but they you know say that you know his knee was down um they fumble it we recover it but they said his knee was down so yeah i mean if you ask me that was obviously my big kind of key to the to the victory was you know uh well harris always says we want to force three turnovers every game just second game of the season but obviously first first time we didn't force any um and uh yeah if, if you told me that we were going to lose a turnover battle that was going to be uh, two nothing in favor of Nebraska. Um, I probably would say we don't win this football game. Um, but again, uh, the defense, even though they gave up forty two points, um, did make some key stops. Four, they four made some, forced punts. Yeah, 
They did, and they also they started off the game great. You know, it had been Nebraska had came down on opening series and scored touchdowns in both games. They did it at the first half and the second half for each game, and it almost seemed like people were just kind of going to give them this first drive right in the game and just let them come down and score. And defense was like, nope, three and out. That was huge. That was that was a table setter right there. That let everybody know real quick we're in this game and we're in it to win it. Yeah. Um. I will say that probably to me the biggest defensive effort in this entire game was when Nebraska was driving for their final score and it was that first and goal right after the reverse call or the the uh, change on the field for the catch, right? It was incomplete and they changed it to it's a catch, yep. uh, which of all the replays, that was to me the worst one. I didn't think he controlled it all the way through the ground nope. when his knee hit the ball was not in control um i think that was a terrible call uh regardless the defense made one stop and that one stop caused the clock to go from four minutes to three minutes by the time they scored the, the touchdown on the second play yep. if they score on the first play that's four minutes left in the game and we probably score that touchdown with about a minute and a half left and that'd have been plenty and of time for them to come down or possibly a touchdown or possibly score. Yep. But by them making that one stop, it killed at least one minute off the clock, and that was enough time to to go down for for us to then respond back and score and really leave no time for them to to win it. Um, especially, I was very surprised that they returned that kickoff. Yeah. Um, I I was for sure thinking, all right, they're gonna fair catch this, take no time off, and they're gonna have the full thirty six, but. I was like, yeah, run it out. Kill 10 seconds. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, right. I mean, let's go. Um, but no, there was some very questionable stuff that happened in that game with the referees. And I don't know if they just gave us the terrible referee crew or if there was some uh, talk before game from Big Ten officials of, you know, don't let this get too out of hand or whatever the case may be. But no, the referees was very questionable at times. Yeah, and and you know how how you respond to that. I mean, Coach Helton and you know the press conference, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recording this uh, Monday night, um, both in the press conference and in the coaches show at, at Walwing there in Statesboro. Um, you know, he, he he talked about the team responding and, and staying composed and not letting the situation get too big, right? Both the environment, but also, yeah, the referees and the calls and, you know, some some of, uh, you know, what Nebraska did. I mean, seeing Sam yeah. Kinnerson go down and the way he went down and, like, all these things where in the past, including as, you know, as soon as last year, um, you would have seen things unravel, right? And, and yep. it just did it. Um, there were so many situations in that game that if you go back and watch where it could have easily unraveled um, and just everything, you know, a momentum shift and everything turned on its head where we make one bonehead penalty or make one uh, just like lapse in judgment or, or whatever it is where it just uh, changes the, you know, the entire um scope of the game and, yeah, and we did it right yeah and, and we kept our emotions in check and just focused on the task at hand and you know treated every down as cliche as it is as you know the the next one um yep. and, and 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 buried the uh, buried the last one and and yeah it, it it was just so refreshing to see a team that focused and locked in it was and three penalties for 15 yards i believe that's incredible in that environment, you would be, but I mean, what we had one false start, 
I think, out of the entire game. Yeah. Um, fantastic. I mean, again, this is still a new offense. This is still Kyle Van Treese's second game with this offensive line and wide receiver and, and running back group. Yeah, where uh, Nebraska had 10 for 77, and they yeah. had several offsides. Um, where they could have we had were, uh, we were getting them on the hard penalties. Count. Yeah. The, the one, I think the most atrocious missed call I saw the entire game was when it was third and goal and they stopped us. But somehow or another, it was okay for the Nebraska defensive end to grab the our offensive lineman's face mask and yank yep. his helmet off. I thought hands to the face was still a penalty. At least face mask still is. I know that. Yep. Um, and that should have been called and given us a new set of downs to, and probably we probably punched it in instead of settle for the field goal. But Again, a testament to the team. They didn't let it get to their heads. They, I think to really put it in perspective, they focused on what they can control yep. and the things they could not control, they did not worry about. Yeah. And they and they played through and they played with their hearts and then they really played with their heads. I mean, they played a very smart football game. Yeah, it's a well-coached football team. I mean, it, yeah. it just is. I mean, we're just two games in, but, I mean, you can't say enough about, about the job that Coach Helton and, and crew has done. Um, again, to get like that – would not have happened last year. I mean, would we have, you know, scored as many points? Obviously, we can, you know, debate on offenses and all this. Pro- I mean, probably not, right? It's certainly not with no. what we've ran the last couple of years. But let's say we were just in the game. Maybe it's a lower scoring game, but it's still close. You know, again, we'll have those moments where it just it unravels. And it was just great to see that not happen. Um, and, yeah, and, and not let the moment um, – I be too much, you know, for, for, yeah. for you to handle. Yeah. I mean, we showed up and we were the better team, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, that might not reflect with like some of the commentary and some of the noise out there in the college football world. Obviously um, Scott Frost loses his job the next day. Um, so that, that era is officially over at the university of Nebraska. Um, that's two coaches now <laughs> that we've been responsible yep. um, for firing from uh, uh, power five programs, obviously well, must champ back in uh, the, after the Florida win. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, I think, you know, even though that narrative is out there that like, oh, it's Nebraska lost the game. I think if you really go back and you're true to yourself and you look at it, we won it. I mean, we, oh, like, yeah. we, we were the better team. We were the better coach team. They got out schemed, out coached, outmatched. We were the faster team on the field. They certainly were the bigger team. Um, yes. but, but, you know, we, we showed up in again, a crazy environment against a team. I mean, say what they will uh, say what you will about them trending down the last couple of years and maybe the inevitable happening of, of Scott Frost era coming to an end, whether it was after this game mid season, after, you know, they can save that 7.5 million um, yeah. in October or after this season um, I don't think it's a huge surprise that he's no longer there um, but you know again we uh, th- this is still a blue blood program this is still a power five team a big 10 team and and one filled with a ton of talent and, and and four and five stars up and down the field and we matched up with them head to head and just straight up beat them yeah we did we did and I've watched their first two games that was the best their offense had looked all season yeah. And, you know, were we oversized at times? Yeah. But there were other times we were hitting them in the backfield. Yep. Um, I If you want to say <laughs> things to work on with defense, maybe angles and wrapping up. But those running backs are phenomenal running backs. They're not at Nebraska because they're, they're bad football players by no means. Those are some really good hard-nosed running backs that they got. Um, yep. 
so your form and your angles are going to have to be perfect if you want to bring them down. And so I don't know. I thought that um, I that it played it played out way better than what I envisioned it. Um, I thought we had a chance, but I felt like everything had to be perfect for us to win. And to see that we still won and things were not perfect right. and things did not go our way and we still persevered and found a way to do it was really that's encouraging. more encouraging yeah yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree again i mean you tell me we lose the turnover battle you tell me they score 42 points um yeah. right that that right that this tw- uh, 214 and oh now 214 and one baby um <laughs> in uh, M- memorial stadium history uh when nebraska uh, scored 35 points or more they were 200 and uh, 214 and oh um and and yeah i mean like so you tell me all those variables and I would say, yeah, we probably don't win that one. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's why you play the games and, and, and it was again, just great to see us come in there composed. I mean, again, what a performance, um, by, uh, Calvin Treese, right. You know, showing that he is an experienced leader. Um, and yeah. that he's played in this environment before, at, uh, with Buffalo last year, did not face him one bit. Um, you know, we go down, he, he, um, uh, Mounts that drive, finishes with 409 um, yards passing, uh, 37 of 56. One touchdown, did have two interceptions, but also ran in that eight-yard score. Um, that was the um, game winner. Um, yeah. And, yeah, hmm. that final drive, I mean, that's going to go down in, in Georgia Southern history is one of the best uh, final drives. Yeah, that that's on par with that shy Wirtz drive at the yeah. end of the Eastern Michigan Um I don't know if anything will ever top the Tracy Ham drive to win the first national championship, but you think of three memorable drives to end football games, and I think those top three are up there. You look at uh, the drive at the end of the Florida game as well yep. for when McKinnon uh, scored. Um, I mean, there are some memorable drives throughout this entire history of our football team, and that ranks up there with them. I think another big thing that is um, – very revealing is only one passing touchdown. All the others came on the ground. Five yep. rushing touchdowns, two with Green, two with White, one with Van Trees. And talk about an offensive line that had something to prove. Wow, when they had hat on hat and yep. felt like they could block the, the box, they did. They let it rip, and we were busting out some big runs, man. It just speaks to having a multi-dimensional offense, right? Which uh, mm-hmm. a balanced offense, which um, Ellis and and Helton have been preaching the entire time. Like, look, no, we're not going to be air raid. We're 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 going to throw the ball when we want to throw the ball, and we're going to run the ball. But when the we passing run the ball. concepts are and air raid concepts. They, they are air raid concepts. Yeah. But I mean, but but st- you know, we we rushed for two hundred and thirty three yards, right? I mean, that, see, that, that was, was that was surprising. higher than our average last year. Well, that and that see the thing that surprised me is that they Nebraska only outrushed us by what twenty four yards I think yeah two fifty seven okay so that to me was very surprising because I felt like they rushed the ball way more than us and I didn't think we were that close well but for, they 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 ran it forty seven times we ran it thirty but you look at Gerald Green ten carries yeah. one hundred and thirty two yards like seven something average right I mean that's like Breida averages um and 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 two touchdowns for Green so I mean yeah again I think the offense was on full display of what Ellison Company want 
to do all right take what the defense gives you um if you're going to open up the middle we're going to run it um yep. and if, if you're going to give it a solar top we'll, we'll do that we'll throw it deep when we want you know can throw it deep and we'll throw it underneath when we have to do that so it just i mean like you have said um cody you know using every blade of grass um just spreading the ball around and and i mean the players still have to execute and van tree certainly did that um but the wide receivers did it well as well i mean making some fantastic catches out there yeah i if this continues the way that it has gone the first two weeks, this may be the most fun, most entertaining offense we've had to watch here since the old Hambone offense when Tracy Ham was here. And I'm not, I'm not being over the top here. This is a very fun offense to watch. This is a very entertaining, and I don't, I mean, right now it, I don't want to jinx it, but it seems like. Um, our offense will hopefully be able to keep us in every ball game, regardless of what that, regardless of who we play. Yeah, I mean, second in the nation right now, just behind Minnesota in yards per game, five hundred and seventy-three. Uh, Minnesota's got five hundred eighty-two. Um, I mean, it's 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 crazy to look at you know some of these rankings now and seeing oh, you yeah. know Van Trees and uh, and uh, number five and um, passing totals uh, in in the nation, and that's I think three of the top five um, are quarterbacks that have already played three games. <laughs> you yes. know, um, only one uh, at, at at two games with Kyle. So. Um, that it's, it's, it's crazy to see that. I don't know if I ever imagined, um, you, you know, being able to look at those stats and, and seeing us rank up there and, and, and passing totals. But again, it's not like it was a complete 180 shift and it's like, Oh, okay. Well there are, uh, you know, like Western Kentucky at, at uh, so often last year you look and okay, four or 500, um, you know, three, 400 yards passing, but 70 yards rushing. I mean, 233 yeah. yards on 30 carries. Um, so yeah, I, it's just, I mean, running, that many plays, you know, um, what, uh, over, over 80 plays. Um, yeah, I think 86 it was 80 plays. 80, yeah, 86, 86 plays. Yeah. And what I thought was interesting was this was a Nebraska team that is used to up tempo offense, right? They kind of, that's kind of what they run. It's Scott Frost, Mark Whipple, you know, um, they like to run 80 plays a game as well. I think they ran 81, um, is what they were at. Uh, it was nice to kind of see, we did do tempo, but there were times in which we ran that, that play clock down four or five seconds before we snapped the ball um, and really kind of played with how fast or how slow we wanted that offense to go. Um, so I I think that, the, um, I don't know, there, when it comes to offense, man, I this is, I can't say enough good things about it. it has, I, I had a feeling, and you and I talked and texted about this before the season started, I we had a I had a feeling that this offense could be special. I didn't know it would be this good this quick. Yeah, no, I I yeah, I did not either. Um, you know, I, I again just like especially running the up tempo like we talked about. I mean, it's it's one of those is either going really well or really bad. Um, you know, it seems like nowhere yeah. in between. Um, but yeah, that's a great point that like we um, we even switched that up. I mean, obviously in the first half, we, um, ran more plays than we did in the second, uh, went a lot faster, but it was great to also see us like slow things down and, you know, have a uh, little bit longer, longer drives there. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but, it, and then, you know, go into the, um, the, like two minute offense basically there at, at, at the end and be able yeah. to, to convert there as well. Um, so and some so yeah. heck of some plays with the receivers, man. Burgess had a heck yeah. of a game. Singleton, heck of a game. Caleb hood, phenomenal game. Um, 
I mean, sh- first of all, I guess we need to pause here. Prayers to Sam Kinnerson. Yes. Prayers to to uh, Waylon Freed, the secondary or safety. He's in concussion protocol. Yep. Um, I know Kinnerson had the more visible um, injury, obviously carted off the field. At the time, um, yeah, still waiting on MRI at the time of recording this. Yeah. Um, you know, we're obviously hoping that it's minor and that we're maybe looking at a couple of weeks and then certainly not a season ending injury. He's obviously a, he seems to be in high spirits and, um, you know, active on, on, on Twitter. And I mean, it just speaks to, the, to him and then his character and, um, but, but also the entire team seeing how they kind yeah. of responded to that situation. And again, like just taking everything in stride, um, and, and going out there and not letting that affect them in a negative way. Yeah. I mean, they, they, like I said, there was a lot of times in this game which they could have packed it in and said, oh, poor pitiful me, and and gave up, but they didn't. They took every hit, every lump, every um, bad thing that came their way, and they just, like, water on a duck's back, man. It just rolled off, and they just kept on going. Yep. So, uh, Burgess, you mentioned uh, 12 receptions, led the team there, 119 yards, um, followed by Jeremy Singleton, uh, nine catches for 89. Um, but uh, And then Bo Johnson getting involved, too. Give him a shout-out tight end, uh, two receptions for 42. Um, definitely not I, going to be the last time you hear his name called. No, I think we – there's first the first two games, the tight ends have not been used. There is going to be a game – in which our tight ends, McAfee and, and Bo Johnson, I think have some huge, huge numbers. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know what game it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen. But there's going to be a game in which I think they just put up some monster numbers because the defense is not scheme for them and they're going to be wide open. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when that happens. But, I mean, outside of the first interception – I don't know what else you can really criticize on offense, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, uh, the only yeah. thing, the only thing I can think of is is the first interception, the play calling at the end of the first half. We should have came away with points there. Yep, that was unacceptable. Um, and I kind of I put that on Coach Helton and, and Coach Ellis, and I think they would agree with you on that. That that was a a, a, a situation that they should have handled better. Yep, because um, we at least should have came away with three. Would have loved to have had a touchdown right there. Goodness, if we score a touchdown there, then come back with that opening drive, game is over at that point. Yep. Um. So it's um. No, I think that the second interception, if he doesn't get hit, that's a touchdown. Amari Jones had a step beat on that guy. I don't know, I if you could see it from where you were at, but watch the replay of it. Amari Jones had a beat on him, and yep. if he and there was nobody over the top, safety wouldn't have been over there in time. I uh. I don't know. Offense was great. You can say what you want about the defense. I think really they got to focus on angles and tackling and rush defense, obviously second game in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nebraska, that's what they like to do. We knew that they were going to be talented there. We saw the Morgan state kid who we knew Nebraska obviously had a lot more talent. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, he accounted for the majority of Morgan state's yards. Um, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, we, we knew that was going to be a matchup to watch and, and they definitely, um, Nebraska, uh, you know, exploited. They did. They did. Um, I think this is a good game for Coach Harris and his and his staff to go over and, and say, okay, where's obviously Nebraska hit some holes in our defense. Now, how can we fix them yeah. so that when we go to UAB, Ball State, 
you know, Coastal and, and Georgia State? How can we? It's promising because we we had said you know a while back like what do we? I think we were we actually disagreed on this, but um, you said that the basically what happened, right? You you said that the offense is going to need to come out, let the defense catch up throughout the season. Offense needs to come out firing on all cylinders if we want to be successful early on. I said I think it's going to be the defense that has to set the precedent um, as the offense, the new new offense kind of fills itself out, um, and then you know they get things rolling as the season progresses. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think this is the better of the those two scenarios. Um, obviously, yeah. if the offense can keep clicking um, like this, uh, then then I think the defense will only get better um, here on yeah. out. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I mean that, that like I, yeah, I, I think that it, it takes a ton of pressure off the defense and, when you're only asking also, for a couple stops. You know, think of it like this: if our offense can really jump out on an opponent and put them down 14, 21 nothing, then you turn a, the opposing offense into one dimensional pass. Yeah. And I think that would free up our defense a lot. In this type of game that we have with Nebraska, that just never did happen, right? Nebraska was just too good. In terms of, well, it's also getting those turnovers, themselves. right? Like that's yep. the thing is, yep. like we don't have to like shut you down and and even like force four or five six punts a game or, or get you know three or four or three and outs. We just nice. need to have that. Then <laughs> it would be nice. But honestly, like with this offense clicking the way they are, if that continues, we just need you know a couple turnovers a game. And again, I mean, we're not going to win many more games if we get beat in the turnover margin and certainly if it's like two nothing um i know will harris has said you know multiple times they want to force three or more a game um if we can get closer to that even if every other time um is a touchdown uh, the way that our offense is playing we're going to win a lot of football games because you know we're going to uh um capitalize off those turnovers that the defense forces um and or yeah i mean it just just when the opposing offense makes one of those mistakes Mistakes, capitalize off that um and uh and yeah everything else can kind of be kind of that bend don't break style yeah yeah i agree um so yeah i mean i i think there's still plenty to like unpack here with this game oh, i mean I, you know yeah. I, um but uh but any like anything we're like overlooking here or um any uh players or just kind of like main takeaways from this one uh <clears throat> i th- uh maybe a shot at the justin bird song for coming in for freed yeah um that was tough you know you've been on the bench most of the game um he goes down with the injury he steps in and he plays really well um but which is what we expect i mean he's been here for a long time um i think a shout out to Really, the defensive front, they got more pressure. Um, they would probably tell you that they should probably have more tackles for loss, that they feel like they probably didn't wrap up or get the guys down like they should at times. But overall, I felt like they had, at times now, really good pressure at the quarterback and at the running in the in the rushing game. Um, yeah. Now, there were other times in which they got completely manhandled and, and folded over. Um, but they did better than what I expected. And they never quit. You look at the end of that game, and you're talking it's 11 o'clock Eastern time, so that's what their bodies are used to. Right. And, you know, they're all tired. It's been 80 plays both teams. It's it's going on almost a three-and-a-half-hour game. They're exhausted. They're tired. It's late. Um, and they've just had a whirlwind trip of coming up to Nebraska, right, like the day before. So 
I mean, shout out to them. I mean, because they could have easily, like I said, just as folded over in the second half, and they didn't. In fact, that second half kind of turned into almost like a defensive battle, I guess you can say, in terms of, of the actual points put on the board. But they uh, they never gave up, and they they kept us in the game long enough for us to win it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, before we move to task at hand and, and previewing UAB here, um, I guess Cody, like, you know, again, uh, we were pretty aligned on what we wanted to see out of the Nebraska game. And that was have a, you know, uh, a competent football team, composed football team, focused football team show up on the road, um, and compete. Right. Uh, you know, obviously we, we thought the game was winnable. Um, it obviously was, but now that we did get that elusive P five victory there as FBS program, how, or does that change kind of your perception of where we go from here and kind of overall outlook for the rest of the season as a fan? Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, coming out of that game uh i think the fans expectation certainly mine is not just bowl game eligibility um i'm even thinking uh win the division i mean why not well i mean why uh, not i know yeah, no, I, I, right. I mean i know that i know that marshall and in, in, in app had their good victories i know that you had old dominion beat virginia tech you've had georgia state play uh close against um north carolina yeah, North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah. Um, but I watched the App State and the Marshall game. I think our offenses are, can can put the points on them. Um, I think our defense can keep it in, or keep us in the game long enough. Um, I nothing now. I look at the rest of the opponents. I know this week is going to have its own set of challenges. We'll yep. discuss that later. But I look, even now, you look at the SP Plus by uh, Conley on ESPN, Nebraska is still the top-ranked SP Plus team at 50. Then two spots down is UAB. Which, do you do you so, buy that, though? I mean, I know that, that there's a lot of, like, analytics and stuff that goes into that um, that is uh, yeah. you know, as unbiased as it really can get. But, I mean, just from, like, eye test and everything, I'm not sure this Nebraska team, I mean, obviously, yes, they were trending down and taking nothing away from us like, you know, a lot of the national media is doing. Um, we came in, we earned that win, um, point blank, period. Mm-hmm. However, you know, this team might at the when everything shakes out and the dust settles, it might be the third or fourth best team we play this year. They could be, but I will tell you what that offense that they got is a is a formidable offense. Yeah, that was a good offense. Now defense, you can you know, suspect UAB may have a better defense. App State may you know better D. Same thing with Marshall. That I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you on. But as of right now, you look at the analytics and stuff. It, they still. Technically, at least from the SP Plus, I think are the best team that we that we um, right now that we've played that we will yep. play. Um, now that will change. Trends go up and down. That will go up and down. Um, and you know, who knows what Nebraska does the rest of the season? But I I I don't think you can really look at that now. I mean, right? It's the same situation after three games. They fire their coach. Um, yeah, um, just like yeah, right with us. So like, there are things that happen that data and analytics can't put a number on to show right. how it's going to affect right. And and you can look at the our team that way. Obviously, all the data and analytics coming in showed us as being statistically the worst team prob- on the East. Um, and second to third worst team in the conference overall. But obviously, that is not the case. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. 
I don't I to me to me the standard the expectations fans should have now is bowl and we should be in contention for the East. I don't care what App and Marshall have done. I think we can beat them. They're both at home at the end of the season. There is no reason why we cannot beat those teams, yeah. and there's no reason why we can't take care of business beforehand. Um, I we just have to come in with that one and zero mindset each and every week and focus. And if we do that, I think we put ourselves in good shape. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, again, we're we're definitely trending in the right direction and far ahead. I, I, you know, I think both of us would agree than where we thought we would be at this point. It's just, is it sustainable? Yeah. Do, do we, you know, is it consistent? Do we continue it? Um, and yeah, I think we get the toughest teams in the conference at at home. Um, and if if this trend continues, that's going to be a really tough environment to play in. Um, you know, uh, we can, you know, Paulson when it's rocking, we can seem like we're Nebraska, right? If, of 86,000 yeah, strong. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, it, it, everything is we control our own destiny and, and yeah, I mean, we're going to face tough teams. <clears throat> the East is no joke. It's proven that, um, you know, I mean, it's gotten a ton of attention obviously this week, right, rightfully so, um, and, and, and overdue, um, frankly, but I mean, we're, we're proven out what a lot of us, um, knew and, and, and thought was that, that this is not only the toughest division and group of five one of the if not the toughest division in college football period um and uh every week once we enter a conference play is going to be an absolute battle um there's going to mm-hmm. be some cannibalization right probably yeah um as as you've seen for years and like the sec east um but uh or sec west i should say not east um <clears throat> but uh but yeah it's just who, who's gonna who's gonna rise to the occasion and i i think the um deck is stacked somewhat in our favor just because again we we do face those teams those toughest teams at home so yeah. um so with that, Cody, I guess let's move uh, to the task at hand. Uh, put put this one behind us as 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 great as it was, yeah. um, and you know look to go um, you know one and zero in 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 the next week, and and, and obviously three and zero overall if that were to happen. Um, as we go to back back row games, um, continue the non conference schedule in head. Um, to Birmingham, Alabama to face the UAB Blazers for the first time ever. Um, kind of crazy that these two programs have not um, faced before. Um, you, you know, and it's one that under Bill Clark has, has been really good. Obviously, he uh, left <clears throat> because of, uh, you know, some uh, medical reasons, right, um, but did a great job of, of restarting that program. Um, and, you know, they obviously uh, did what we couldn't do last year, beat UAB did it, or uh, beat uh, BYU, did it in a bowl game. Um, um, it's a really good football team. They are one and one on the year. Uh, they had a disappointing loss to, to Liberty on the road last week, um, 21 to 14. Um, but the, you know, like you said, there's probably a better defense that we're going to be facing than what we just saw, um, there in Lincoln. Um, and you know, still have some things, uh, it seems to figure out on offense, but, um, yeah, if, if, if we think if any of the fans think that this is going to be an easy one and just kind of like a, um, a skip step to returning home and facing ball state and then entering the the conference schedule, um, we're going to be sorely mistaken. So we cannot overlook this, uh, overlook this one at all. No, and no, we can't. And this is still, even though they're Conference USA and they did just lose to Liberty, this is still a top group of five team. They're going to the American Conference for a reason. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a hard test. Um, and I think it's not going to be so much more of the actual 
teams on the field as it is going to be amongst ourselves. Yep. Mentally, can the team and coaching staff put this game behind them and really focus on beating UAB? Uh, if they can, I think that we will, and I think that we will beat them by a couple of touchdowns. I don't. I, I just. I don't see their offense being able to keep up with our offense if our offense is clicking like it was on Saturday. I just don't see that happening. Um, now, with that being said, if we come in mentally lazy, yeah. if we come in overlooking this team or thinking that because we just beat Nebraska on the road that all we have to do is show up and we would win, that's not going to happen and we're going to be in for a rude awakening. Um I think that's going to probably be the biggest challenge for Coach Helton and his staff is can they get this team focused to play this game? Remember, it wasn't not that long ago we beat the ranked App State team and we went on the road against a ULM team that was supposedly yep. not that good. Yep. And we got our butts handed to us. And You've if seen we it come against in, like New Mexico State back in the yep. day when they were in the conference. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that was obviously another lock, uh, another knock uh, for the Chad Lunsford era, right? Is not, not just how we overall um, play on the road, but how we respond after big wins. Yep. Um, you know, it, is that hangover? Does that hangover last? Are we able to put it in check and, and, and move forward? Um, and yeah, I think the combination of these first two road games of the season is going to be very telling um, to what this season can be. Is this going to yeah. be more of a, you know, struggle to get a bowl game and, you know, we, we end with five or six wins um, or could it be really special and we contend for the East and contend for a conference title and maybe even contend for more. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think after this Saturday, we're going to have a lot more answers of, just how special this team is and how special this mm -hmm. season could be. Yeah, no, completely agree. It, I feel like this will be their hardest week of practice because it's going to be a stressed on to focus on the little things in order to beat UAB. This is going to be a physical team up front on both sides of the ball. Um, I look for them to control the clock and control time of possession, um, almost play keep away in a sense, right? If the their best defense is to keep our offense off the field. Um, now, for our offense, they can't – same thing, the recipe for success, like it was for Nebraska, can't start off slow. If we start off slow and we get behind and it turns into we're trying to play catch-up in the second half, we might not have enough minutes to, to put enough points on the board to win. Um so it's going to be essential that we start off quick. And, and again, like we said, the last game, limit the turnovers. Limit the turnovers. Yep. Yeah, well, l limit the turnovers and 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 win the battle. I mean, you know, that's going to be the yep. biggest thing. I know, you know, um, the Blazers have been turnover prone. Um, I believe against Liberty, you know, they they fumbled the ball a couple times. Um, <clears throat> let's see, uh, four uh, four t total turnovers, um, right? All all fumbles. Um, so that's that's going to be. I I completely agree with you that they're going to try to control the clock. They're going to try to run it down our throat. Um, they're probably going to find some success doing that. But again, like I was saying earlier. Earlier, can we capitalize off of mistakes whether it's them just like kind of handing it to us right gift wrapped or can we can we strip it and and if if they do you know throw and you know can we get in the right position to, to make a play there with the interception um and then capitalize off those turnovers so um that it, i think we have to again i i just don't see us um losing the turnover battle um 
and and winning many more football games. Um, so, uh, yeah, we 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 just got to capitalize off those mistakes, <clears throat> force them when we can, um, slow them down as much as possible. Um, because yeah, I I don't see this one. I don't see a score of 45 points in this one. I, I, I just don't. So like the, the defense has to do what they can do to, to contain their offense. Um, and then let our off, you know, let our offense feel it out and, and get things rolling. Um, I, I think it might take a while. I, I see this being like pretty close um, and pretty low scoring in, in the first half. And then, you know, can we make those adjustments and then build a lead and pull away in the second yeah, and I see us using tempo a lot in this game. I would not be surprised if we are going, going, going the entire time. We want to come out fast. I mean, best case scenario, it's it's the same thing that we saw against Nebraska. We come out, we put together a quick drive, we score, um, we put them on their heels and keep them on their heels, you know, and then yep. and once yeah. we establish that lead, then we ride from there. Um, obviously, like you said, they want to slow it down. They want the exact opposite. They want to kind of grind it out um, and then, you know, get there in late in the third and in the fourth quarter um, and sneak out a win. I, I think that's really their game plan where we want to establish that, that lead early on um, and then just roll to victory. Yeah. I think we, we jump out, Two score lead, and then just kind of keep pushing the the pressure on them, and really forcing them to get out of their run game and force them into being a kind of a exactly. passing team. Yep. So, uh, like I said, I think the the first half is going to really tell us how this game is going to go. Um, if like if we jump out to a two score lead, three score lead, I think this can get ugly quick and we can pull away. But if we get down by two or three scores. That may not be – we not may have enough time in the second half to overcome that. Yeah. Um, now, that's not to say that this offense can't do it. This offense can score a lot of points very quickly. But uh, I would rather us jump on top, stay on top. And never look back. Yeah. And never look back. I mean, you of know, course. Put, I mean, it's certainly promising to see us be able to, again, win those close games because that historically just hasn't been the case. And obviously we've been very one-dimensional um, for most of our history, right? Um, <clears throat> of, uh, of of the, I mean, heck, even when we weren't a triple option team and like even the Hatcher years, we were pretty one-dimensional. Um, just uh, just passing the ball. <clears throat> but but now we can obviously do both. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be looking at play calling is it as dynamic as it was against um, Nebraska? Nebraska. And, and if yep. things don't go our way and things aren't clicking on all cylinders for whatever reason, if it's just a, a better defense or if we're just maybe not executing quite as well, um, have some of that hangover from the big win. Um, yeah, can, can they get things rolling late and score when they need to? But it is promising that we obviously can win close games. Um, and that's something that you know UAB wasn't able to do against Liberty last week. Correct. So again, it's a it's a road game in college football. They're the hardest to win. I don't care who you're playing. Yep. Uh, I this is this is a fun test. I know that there are some fans that are scared about this game for obvious reasons. But man, if we can if we can mentally put that Nebraska game away, I think we win this game, and I kind of think we win this by multiple scores. 
think we do um, yeah around it's around 13 points right now the spread in uab's favor which is crazy right I mean, yeah that's this very continues, crazy i was very ask, surprised by that yeah you have to ask when these lines tighten and <laughs> when we start being um being favored ourselves but i mean obviously they, they get a nod for um you know being at home um but uh but yeah and i mean it, yeah but home is usually like a three three and a half kick right you know to the home team it's not which again just speaks <laughs> to how surprised like people like the um you know vegas just how still doesn't viewed. know how they view yeah. us right like again yeah. it, uh nebraska and, and scott frost just like fumbled that one and then you know that that was all on them and we you know we were just uh the beneficiaries of it right where let me um, let i don't me, think that's the case yeah let me ask you this how big of an impact do you think having coach owens is right now in preparation for this game for the UAB game. I think it's yeah. huge. Yeah. He's going to know what they want to do. Right. Cause I mean, that staff didn't change. They lost their head coach. Um, he's still, I think probably involved in the program. I mean, we saw him, you know, I saw videos online of him um, at the Alabama A&M game, you know, their season opener and he comes out and makes a speech. And um, so th- they love him. I think it's very much still like, almost his team, right? I mean, like, still his coaching staff, it's still the same culture, right? So, um, and, and yeah, Richard Owens knows that culture. He was part of it, um, part of building it. Um, and he's going to know what they want to do. So I think like scheme wise, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very much like the advantage we have had with Van Trees, um, you know, uh, playing in that environment in Nebraska, but, uh, but certainly like, um, even more so, uh, you know, from a coaching and scheme standpoint. So I, I think that's huge. Uh, you know, we chatted with the uh, Blazer podcast, uh, Blazer Victory podcast guys. Um, you know, they were um, gracious enough to have us on uh, to talk some Georgia Southern football, and, and they made a great point that um, our OC, Brian Ellis, uh, right, played at UAB. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, obviously that, that was a while ago, not quite as, as, as recent as, <laughs> as Richard Owens, but, I mean, even though these teams never face, there's a ton of connections and storylines. There is. Um, there's, you know, it, it, uh, you, you talk about, um, you know, a, a game where we uh, throughout Coastal Carolina and obviously the Georgia State game later in the year of like road games that could become home games or neutral site games for us. This now could be that. I mean, Birmingham yeah. is closer to Atlanta, the Atlanta metro area than Statesboro is. Um, so, you know, this this could be a game where we send a lot of Eagles to it, uh, where maybe wouldn't have been the case if uh, if things didn't work out in Lincoln. But Yeah, I um, hope that there's yeah. a big contingency of Atlanta Eagles that, that make the, the, the short drive over to Birmingham because uh, – we could easily, I'm not saying turn it into a home field, but yeah, we can get it more of a neutral site and and kind of get rowdy on our end. Um, yeah. And the players clearly responded <clears throat> off that. Yeah, I mean, even even again like the um, few but loud, right? And and Lincoln, I mean, like I, yeah, I I saw all the the tweets and the messages of like being able to hear the one more time chance on TV. Um, you could tell certainly from the, I was watching the bench when that when that chant went off for the first time. You could tell they heard it, um, but even the team, you could like just tell body language wise, like they that they, they could hear it, and that was just a really cool, powerful moment, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, that that advantage is, is is real. So I mean, and 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 we certainly um, can uh, take full advantage of that in in, in Birmingham, where it's a, a much more reasonable um, commute for for George Southern faithful. Yeah. 
Um, so Cody, yeah, I guess, um, you know, we come in, we take care of business in this ball game. Um, you know, I, then, then we return home and, and cap off, uh, the non-conference, um, schedule with ball state. Right. Um, and, and, and yeah, I, I think this, this game's huge. Like we didn't know where we were going to be after, after three games, we were thinking two and one could be a possibility, but obviously we go in and, and, and things go in our favor. We return home three and out. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, certainly it can't look ahead. Like the team can't look ahead, but as fans, we kind of can. Um, so, uh, so, so that's fun to think about, but obviously we have to show up in Birmingham and take care of business. Yeah. Let's take care of business against UAB. And then if we are three, you know, um, then man, Paulson should be rocking when ball state comes to town and, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. This matchup is tough. This matchup is going to be hard. Um, and it won't be easy, but we should be able to win this game. We should, I mean, we, we should have the confidence that we should win the game, not because of who we just beat, but yeah. because of how well we have played these first two games. And that if we go out there and, and execute our game plan, that I don't know if there's too many teams um, in this country that can that can beat us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it's it's. I, I think we're still very. I mean, the, the Vegas odds speak to this, right? I mean, we're still flying under the radar. Um, and how how long before people start taking more notice? I mean, obviously, like our win against Nebraska was uh, overshadowed, right, Be, uh, because of our conference mates and and yeah. app knocking off Texas A and M number six, um, and uh, Marshall being Notre Dame. Um, but uh, you know, when when yeah, I mean, any any other week um that would be a huge story of us of us knocking off um nebraska but um yeah i mean i'll i'll take it i mean we've always kind of responded well as a program no matter who the coach was when we were the underdog but again like you said even if like the odds are in our favor or even if like the national media is not really catching on um just yet uh we still have to take care of business we still have to like put that bulletin board material up and and respond to it so yeah like i I'd rather us kind of go in as that chip on our shoulder team yeah. than go in as that like confident team um, yeah. that, that just thinks we're going to roll through people. Exactly. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have not earned that yet. So, yep. um, so with to that, be Cody, honest, yeah. I was going to say, just to add one more point, if we go in and lay a dud against UAB and, and lose it, then what's the point of beating Nebraska? I mean, it kind of really diminishes that victory if you think about it. Um, yeah, so, no, you're right. I think these two games are kind of compounded. Like we expected yeah. Morgan State, we weren't sure how Nebraska was going to shake out, but now that we did got get that win, yeah, if we go in and get, I mean, if it's close game, sure, um, and we lose, but it, yeah, if we get blown out and embarrassed by UAB, it, it kind of is a wash, right? I mean, yep. yeah, sure, you you look and it, it still goes down as a P five win, um, and and, and checking that box, but you know they they fire their coach and Scott Frost right after, um, so everyone's going to look back at that at least outside side of our program and say oh well like that was the reason why it was a fluke blah 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 right so like we want to prove that it wasn't a fluke that that we are a really good football team that we're um that we've progressed uh further than most people expected at this point in the season um and we only get better from here yeah um so so yeah that's that's hopefully what we'll see this this saturday and again you know i i still stand by the the one of the preseason shows if we come in here and beat uab you know i it is definitely on for us to come in here and try to win this conference. So I think this is a good measuring stick of where we are and what we can realistically do this season. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So with that, Cody, um, yeah, just looking forward to it. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to the season of Alvin and um, seeing seeing if we can keep this train uh, rolling. So um, with that, as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern. <laughs>